Chapter Fifteen of the Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Homesteader by Oscar Michaud. Epoch the Fourth. Grim Justice agnes decided to visit chicago and planned to be married there besides she was now engaged a legacy in the bank at rensselaer must be secured and according to her mother's will consulted before she was married she was curious to know what it was all about indeed she was almost as anxious if not more to learn the contents of the legacy that she was to become the wife of the man she had consented to marry accordingly before the train reached chicago she became very anxious it gave her a peculiar and new thrill to recline in the luxurious pullman to have her needs answered and attended to by servants and to be pointed out by curious people as the writer and composer of a song that had delighted the whole country she was experiencing how very convenient life is when one has sufficient means to satisfy one's needs this had been her privilege only a short time a newsboy boarded the train and passed hurriedly through the cars with the morning papers she purchased one and glanced through the headlines in the index she saw an account of the suit of jean baptiste versus his father-in-law curiously and anxiously she turned to the account and read the proceedings of the trial she laid the paper aside when through and reviewed her acquaintance with him in retrospection how strange it all seemed at this late date beside her a long narrow mirror fit between the double windows in this she studied her face a moment some years had passed since that day and the other day too at the sod house she thought of the man that was to be her mate and of what he would think should he ever know that the only man who had ever touched her lips before him was a negro she found herself comparing the two men and she was rather surprised at the difference she could distinguish she tried to estimate what true love was the life she had so recently entered was the life she had aspired to she had hoped for it the life that could now be hers was the goal of her ambition and she had attained it she should be satisfied but was she as the train with its luxurious appointments sped along she felt after all that she was going out of the life that she really loved was it because she had always been so poor and unable to have the things she could now partake of at will that such had become habit and indispensable to her happiness for indeed she had a longing for the old life 
the dash and open it afforded she had a vision of jean baptiste and his honor he had sacrificed her to be loyal to the race in which he belonged had it not been for this she knew she would not be journeying to the great city to become the wife of another but amid all these thoughts and introspectives and otherwise there constantly recurred to her mind the man she was to marry and what he would think if he knew that she had once loved and would have married and even kissed a negro she was glad when at last the train drew into the outskirts of the city and the excitement about drove such reminiscence out of her mind she had wired him and of course she expected him to meet her oh here you are he cried as she stood upon the platform a half hour later on hearing him her eyes wandered toward where he stood and regarded him keenly for a moment a really handsome man immaculately attired in the finest tailored clothes and in the fashion of the day he caught her in his arms and she did not resist the hot kisses he planted upon her cheeks still she was greatly confused and feared that she would create a scene before she had become accustomed to the ways and dash of the city he had her arm held it close as they passed through the station and crossed the walkway to where an enclosed auto stood in this he ushered her attended to her luggage and a moment later followed her inside through the city with all its bustle and excitement they sped i'm going to take you to my aunt's he said when they had gotten started oh she chimed at that moment she could think of nothing to say it was all so confusing to her she was so unaccustomed to any kind of a city that she was actually in a fear she did not realize because of the distinction to which she had attained that any awkwardness on her part would be looked upon as the eccentricity of a genius she decided however to say as little as possible to speak only when spoken to in that way she would try not to cause him any embarrassment or mortification you have certainly been a hard one to pull off the farm dear she heard now oh do you think so she said coyly do i think so he laughed well say now there isn't one person in a thousand who after writing the hit you have composed wouldn't have been all over this old land by this time letting people see them oh i could never wish that she said quickly oh come now get into the limelight he eyed her artfully winked playfully and continued you'll like it when you get the modesty out of yourself i don't think so he regarded her quickly out of the corner of his eye and then looked ahead ever heard of state street he inquired oh yes is this it this is state street he said and she looked out and started 
she didn't know just what she had expected to see but what met her gaze and made her start was the sight of so many negroes what's the matter dear he said glancing at her quickly why uh oh nothing i wonder why you started and he again looked ahead they were across it now and approaching wabash avenue he turned into this to where his aunt lived some distance out in the most exclusive part of its residence section agnes sitting by his side despite the excitement the great buildings and fine streets was thinking of the past and of what she had just seen negroes negroes and that would have been her life had she married jean baptiste all such was foreign to her but she could estimate what it would have meant and she was sure she could never have become accustomed to such an association it wouldn't have seemed natural and then she thought of jean baptiste the man oh of him it was always so different in her mind he was like no other person in the world how strange and singularly sweet had been her acquaintance with him never had she understood any one as she understood him she tried to shut him out of her life for the time had come and she must but could she when she dared close her eyes she seemed to see him more clearly the car had stopped now and he was lifting her out before a large house that stood back from the street some distance in a scrumptious splendor as they went up the walkway the large front doors parted and a handsome elderly woman came forth upon her face was written refinement and culture oh aunt here we are i saw you coming because i was watching said his aunt coming forward the personification of dignity she held out her arms and agnes felt herself being embraced and kissed her head was in a world how could she readily become accustomed to such without displaying awkwardness arm in arm they mounted the steps were met by the butler who took her bags and a moment later she found herself in a large richly furnished room come now dear he said and led her to a couch she heard his aunt going upstairs to prepare her room and the next moment she felt him draw her to him and whatever difference there was in this convenient life all men loved alike jean baptiste lingered late at the keystone bar he was alone in the world he felt so company of the kind about seemed the best and was at least diverting it was twelve o'clock and after when he left he still retained his room at the attorney's residence and to this he strolled slowly he attempted to formulate some plans in his mind and after a time it occurred to him that he should go back west to gregory 
he had hired more than seven hundred and fifty acres put into wheat he hadn't heard how it was or whether there was any wheat there or not but he had seen in the papers that a drought had affected much of the crop in kansas and nebraska he half-heartedly assumed that it would naturally hit his county also if so there was nothing left for him to do but leave that section but he would depart from the city on the morrow and see what there was up there and with this settled in his mind he quickened his step and hurried to his room he turned into the right number as he thought but upon trying to insert the key in the lock he found that he had made a mistake he glanced up in confusion and almost uttered a cry it was not the attorney's home but that of the reverend mccarthy chump he said to himself as he turned and started back down the steps i'll never sleep inside that house again and laughed upon the walk he heard steps and when he reached the street he looked up to meet glavis and a strange negro just turning in glavis glared at him as if to say well what business have you here now but baptiste mumbled some words of apology about having turned in at the wrong number went directly to his room retired and forgot the incident he had no idea how long he had been asleep or what time it was when he was awakened suddenly by a drumming on his door and the attorney's voice saying hey hey baptiste wake up wake up you're wanted he turned on his side and drew his hand to his forehead to assure himself that he was awake then realizing that he was he jumped from the bed and going forward opened the door two officers the attorney in a bathrobe and glavis stood at the door he regarded them curiously what is this he managed to say as they came into the room seems that they want you said the attorney me he chimed yep said one of the officers will you go along peacefully or shall we have to put the bracelets on you're arrested for murder for murder me for murder just go with the officers baptiste if you've been a little earlier you might have gotten away but it so happened that i met you coming out just as i was going in but i don't understand what you're talking about all of you persisted baptiste who has been murdered and why am i accused the lawyer had been observing him keenly and now he interposed why your wife and her father have just been found murdered and glavis here and another assert they met you coming out of the house at midnight or a little after the incident of the night came back to him then well he muttered and began to get his clothes when he was fully dressed he turned to the attorney and said glavis is right in part white he was very calm i'll call you up when i need you and then he turned to the officers and said i'm ready the cuffs will not be necessary 
End of chapter 15 Epoch the Fourth Grim Justice Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.